Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Nathan Skolnick back with Chris Perkins here. Uh, we've talked a lot of heat today, and, and for obvious reasons. Uh, Marlins lost last night 5-4 to four to the Braves, but they're off to a decent start this season. Of course, the question is going to be how long will Jeffrey Luria own the Miami Marlins, uh, and according to David Sampson, they're in the fourth inning as far as selling the team. Uh, Loria, not one of my most favored figures, not one of a lot of people's down here's favored figures, but uh, I found this piece really interesting by Jerry Krasnick, and he joins us now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. Um, Jerry, you got a long interview with uh, with – with Jeffrey Luria, how did this come about? Well, uh, Ethan, I, as I detail in the story, uh, I, I was probably like most writers, I think, with uh, Jeffrey Luria, where he was probably suspicious of me and maybe didn't care for a couple things I wrote. But he did come through Philadelphia on one of the Marlins trips, and I was in the dugout and just kind of approached him one day, and we wound up having a discussion that was probably a little contentious at the beginning and then the longer it went on I just found you know he was sort of asking me questions about myself and my background and I just thought uh, this is a little different you know this is a guy who I really wouldn't have expected this from and we kind of engaged on baseball and some other things and then after uh, Fernandez Jose Fernandez's death when I went down and covered that for ESPN for a few days, I really was um, sort of taken aback or amazed by the level of engagement he had. You know, he was down in the clubhouse really spending a lot of time consoling players and kind of got down in the trenches. And when I saw him at the winter meetings, I mentioned it to him. I said, look, I really thought the team and you handled this whole thing very compassionately. And one thing led to another. And and uh, right before the season, I went up and saw him at his office in his studio in New York. And, Jerry, you described the relationship with Jeffrey Loria and Jose Fernandez. And, and early in the Q&A, Jeffrey Loria says he regards him as a son. You talk about him, uh, Jose, calling him to, to go shop for cars. Uh, you talk about uh, Jeffrey Loria buying him luggage uh did, does does Jeffrey Loria have this type of relationship with anyone else in the organization, including David Sampson or any other players? And does this show readers a different side of Jeffrey Loria, do you think? Because it sure seemed a different side of Jeffrey Loria to me. Well, it certainly showed me a different side, you know, and I do think I couldn't speak really for all the other players, but I've talked to so many front office people there who've worked there who said to me, this guy is, in a lot of respects, not like the guy you know. You know, he's very thoughtful. He's very generous. 
I've heard stories about people who've, you know, had family issues or financial straits who this guy is the first one to say, what can I do? You know, what do you need from me? And look, I don't mean to sort of do this happy face and say the guy's perfect in every way. Obviously, publicly, he's done some things and, you know, he's not the favorite of a lot of people, as Ethan said. But I do think he's a brilliant, very complex guy and much the same way that George Steinbrenner, you know, people used to tell stories about behind the scenes, things that he did that people never knew about. I think there's a side to Jeffrey Loria like that as well. Talking to Jerry Krasnick, he's got a, a very interesting Q&A here with Jeffrey Luria that's on the ESPN.com site right now. Um, you asked a question of him. You said, has Jose's death had enough of an impact to make you think about selling the team? And he said, I don't know. I can only tell you that when all this happened, people naturally assumed what you're saying or maybe thought that. People started asking whether you would consider it. I don't deny that people have inquired, but I'm still in the thinking stage of what I want to do. We have a real good club this year, and that's where my focus is trying to win. I must say that when I went down for spring training this year, I looked around for Jose and he wasn't there. That's kind of hard. What did you get out of that interaction? I mean, do you think that Luria would be selling or, or they would be in the fourth inning with various suitors right now if the Fernandez uh, tragedy had not happened? You know, I asked people about that and it's probably simplistic to say, hey, you know, he's emotionally drained from Jose Fernandez's death then hence, you know, go to point B, he's selling the team. He's also 76 years old. You know, he's been in baseball for a long time. I think he has other things he wants to do. Obviously, you know, he has been asked to be ambassador to France. So he could still own the team while being ambassador to France. But I think sort of different circumstances in his life are coalescing and maybe giving him more thought as to, what he wants to do as a man in his late seventies and who's owned a team for a while. And, um, you know, so maybe it's time to explore the circumstances. And, but I do think the Jose Fernandez um, episode, you know, his death and the aftermath has taken something out of him. And I don't think it's something you can completely discount as a factor. Jerry, this story, as we said, shows a different side of, of Jeffrey Loria. Nobody, I, I don't think you wrote it expecting that people would forgive him for what Marlins fans would think are some of the transgressions breaking up the 2012 team. But um, do you think that if Miami Marlins fans read this, that they would care a little bit more about Jeffrey Loria, or do you think it's just a, yeah? He's he's a he's an animal in in Miami. Do you have any sense <laughs> of that? You know, it's funny because you do sometimes. You, you never know exactly what social media you know is a barometer of fan sentiment. But I did get the sense from reading it that there were a lot of people who read it who said, "Wow, you know, this did give me a little insight into this guy." And frankly, yeah, I mean, look, Jeffrey Loria has done some things that fans could find objectionable, but you also get a skewed sort of sense of things. I mean, you get the sense that every other owner is in it for, you know, I want to win and I don't care about making money. And, <laughs> you know, I think he's probably been singled out a little bit too much for derision. Um, but look, he does have a different side. I mean, people are going to make up their own mind. And I think if you're conditioned to saying, I hate him, the horse has left the barn, 
nothing is going to convince me, then nothing's going to convince you. But I think if you're open-minded and you say, hey, look, he's done some things as an owner that I don't really care for, but he does have a human side and that means something to me, then, you know, at least put the information out there and let the people make up their own mind. One of the news items that came out in this story was you asking if the Marlins had anything else planned beyond just the locker that they've set aside in the clubhouse to honor Jose Fernandez. And uh, Jeffrey Lurie revealed that they're having a big sculpture of Jose made in the plaza or maybe in front of the stadium. Um, it's going to be nine or ten feet high. And Lurie's answer was because Jose was larger than life. Is there any uh, the, the Jose Fernandez uh, situation is a really complicated one to talk about, obviously, because of the way that Jose's life ended and, and some of what's come out about the night um, that he lost his life and, and what he was doing that night, according to the toxicology reports. Did you get any sense in talking to Luria I, I, uh, that he's conflicted in any way about sort of, you know, what Jose may or may, may well, it appears was doing? on the last night of his life? Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty, there is a segment about there where he does address that. And as you can see, he's very, he was sort of, I don't want to say defiant about it, but I think his sense was, look, I know what I've seen. I know what I've read. I can't dispute the veracity of toxicology reports. On the other hand, that's not the Jose I remember. You know, he, he was a great player. He was a great teammate. He was a, uh, a friend of mine, I loved him, and, um, you know, I never saw that. So I think in terms of honoring him, he's just going in that direction. And, yeah, it's a very gut-wrenching story, and you can't help but feel torn about the circumstances under which he died. But as the owner of the team, you know, I I can see how he feels that way and wants to honor him and, he owns the club, and it's his right to do so. Um, you know, it was funny today because, as I said, you don't like to necessarily monitor social media, but I think when that detail came out, a lot of Mets fans were sort of, um, you know, castigating the Marlins for doing that, and then Marlins fans were sort of saying, well, you have Jose Reyes playing third base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. you know, it, it's never as easy as it appears, and Whatever you say about Jose Fernandez, a lot of people have a lot of great memories of him, and I think Jeffrey Loria just wants to find a way as an art guy to preserve those. And it's interesting you bring that up, Jerry, because I – Reading your story, you talk about uh, his his office, and and you know you you say that it's a, an unmarked door which leads to a front gallery filled with paintings and sculptures by 20th century masters. You talk about the Saul Steinberg illustration view of the world from Ninth Avenue, which was on the New Yorker cover. <laughs> He's got the Marlins twenty twenty uh, two thousand and three World Series trophy on an end table. This guy is is such a success in 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 life and and in the art and possible ambassador to France and yet people here I think kind of view him as a bumbling idiot and and maybe in Montreal also because of his sports things. How how do you view Jeffrey Loria in totality? Well, that's a good question, and I think you have to look at somebody like this as look, yeah. Um, People do things as owners that, as a fan, you have a right to be mad at him. You have a right to say, look, I can't stand him, or 
uh, I'm never going to think positively. On the other hand, like I said, I think some of his flaws have probably been accentuated. I mean, I don't know that there aren't other owners who haven't, uh, you know, had lower payroll. Look, here's a guy whose payroll was low, and he got ripped for that, and then he gave up a $325 million contract. So um, the one thing I'll say about him is people around him really, a lot of people who I like and respect as baseball people, swear by this guy. I mean, they say he does things and acts of kindness for people behind the scenes that you wouldn't believe, you know, and they're not saying it for self-gratification or whatever. They're just saying it because I think they feel like only one side of this guy has been out there for public uh, consumption and they wanted to see, you know, the other side of the story told. So he's a brilliant guy. He's a very complex guy and he leaves a very complex legacy certainly in south florida interesting stuff from jerry krasick again check out the piece on espn.com and follow him on on twitter jerry thanks for taking the time thanks guys all right this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.